the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. It's like one of those weird weeks. This is coming out July 3rd. It's one of those weeks you're like, maybe you took the front half off or the back half off or you took the whole thing off. But if you're listening right now, I'm sure you're maybe... On a road trip of some kind. This feels like the road trip type of week or weekend you're listening to on the way to the beach, on the way back to the beach, at the beach, at the pool, at the lake, wherever you are. I just want to say thank you for being a listener and let someone else know. You know, this could be a part of their car ride. Give it to them. Give them the gift of J Train. Myself and my co host, my guests that week will. Sing the song of sweet nothings into your ears and listen, you, you, you know, we'll give our perspective. We'll talk about other people's problems. You get to put your brain on the shelf. And listen, if you're in Nashville, I'm there this weekend. Love, love, love Nashy Town. Love Nashville. Always a fun show. I got a whole new hour-ish than the last time I was there, you know, which is kind of fun, you know, to come in with the new material. You know, I, 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 it, it, now I'm seeing kind of how these, you know, the lifeblood of a stand-up set works. You know, you do it in the town, then you come back a year or two later and you're like somewhere in between. So I'm, I'm like somewhere in between, but that makes it fun. Um, so bring out the group chat. I'm ready to go. Assemble the group chat, get your group together, get your family it's a lot of family jokes. So if you got your mama, your papa, your sister, your brother, that might be a good crew to do it with. But you'll have fun with whoever you bring. So jaredfree.com for tickets. Also coming to Stamford, Connecticut, Raleigh, North Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's all coming up. Jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com. Very excited about today's guest. Uh, uh, returning to the show, an OKP, original key player. So funny. Has their own podcast called Lady Journey. They have a special that you can find on YouTube for free, people. And it is called Feelings of Emptiness. Hilarious comic. Katie Hannigan, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. I have been waiting patiently to speak during that That's intro. Right. I got so many wanted to chime in in so many places. Chime in, chime away. What you go through well, the notes? I, what are you thinking? I have heard, I have heard. First of all, love Nashville. Love Nashville. Right? Isn't it like oh a, you God. know? It gets a bad rep, and I think like it's in like that zone of like the horrific out. You know, the horrific tale outweighs the actuality, which is yes. Bachelorette Central and penis straws everywhere, which is fun for whatever. If you're doing that trip, it's fun. I think yeah. people think if they're not doing that trip, why would I ever go there? It's a great town. It's a gorgeous town. I love going there as a New Yorker because they are calling it a city. And it does not feel like that at all. It feels very right. suburban kind of, but it's an oasis of cowboy boots kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I and I just, I love to go have a big margarita. Love it. Love a big margarita. fireball. Big Marg, big old shot of fireball. There's good, <laughs> good throw vibes. Up on your friends. Throw oh, up on a friend. Oh, nothing better. I, oh, I like that. Great. I'm like, I'm like, it's not that bad. But you'll throw up on your friend, of course. Of course. Well, you You're, want to. You want to. 
you're in Nash Town. You're in Nashville. So I, I'm super excited to have you here. I'm going. Oh, any other chimes? I'll, I'll take a chime. In. Well, I also was going to say, I told you when we were at a wedding together a few weeks ago, I told you I love your new family material. I saw you. And Thank you. About your mom. Oh, my God. I was just it's really funny when people are able to talk about their moms in a way it's vulnerable. Right. And you don't want to hurt your mom's feelings. But it's like moms are wacky. Moms right. are wacky. And so I, th- the- I felt you really towed the line so well. Thank you. Well, she came to the cellar and watched my parents came and watched oh. the set. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I, you know, I think other I know my parents, I know that they're going to like love it and enjoy it. But the the staff there was like, is that them because I've been talking about them so much lately. <laughs> And they're like, what are they going to react like? And my mom's like dying laughing. Because like, it's also, I'm not telling falsities. I'm telling the exact truth as it happened. So yeah. it's like, it's yeah. she's, if she was like, no, I'd be like, you don't remember. You know, we could talk about it. But it is, I appreciate that. That means a lot to hear. Um, I want everyone to go watch Katie's special. Feelings oh, yeah. of Emptiness. What You know. It, it's in this great big world of YouTube specials. We People come on here to sell their wares, but I think people really enjoy your special. I've already seen clips. They pop up on the feed. They're great. They're funny, relatable to, I think, a lot of the, especially your podcast too, where people are in their life alongside of you. You know, like I think there's a yes. lot of topics like that. I love I love people that are kind of in the mid 30s figuring out their life women you know of course but anybody who's on any type of feminine journey you know mm. I don't think that's necessarily a, a gendered experience but right. you know people who are you know say you've blacked out a few times and now you're you're working past it you know it's just day to day that's where we all are right Right, you're in your post blackout era. I think that's like the midway point of the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, one of the eras. Yeah, no, this is. Listen, everyone, go follow Katie at Katie Hannigan, uh, at Katie Hannigan forever on Instagram, also yes. YouTube, also Twitter. Go follow, go follow, go follow. So funny, hilarious. Been on the show before, and Lady Journey you do with Sarah Tolmash. Lady Journey is in that kind of vein. Is that the that's kind of the yeah. deal? The way we like to kind of surmise it is we say, you know, we all go on these journeys in our lives like, you know, say one one week you're really into overnight oats, for example. You're mm. like, oh, my God, like I'm an overnight oats queen. This is my life. This is my this path. is who I am. Yeah. And you just kind of, you know, um, identify with it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, you're like, I never liked overnight oats and I won't and don't speak about it to me because, you know, now it's a trigger. Right. So, you know, we're, we're all kind of like, you're like, oh, my God, I found the secret. No, I didn't. Now it's instant greens. Now it's this. Right. Now it's what, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll give a, um, a on that nature. It is interesting that you like commit to something and it's like to commit to something. You do have to give yourself like, you know, um, you know, a, ability to fail. So you kind of have to like tell people about it, you know, yes. and, and you yeah. are excited. I remember I lost a bunch of weight just eating like I would have, you know, a, a peanut butter was really a big part of my mm. m- my health journey. Mm-hmm. And I would eat two tablespoons of peanut butter almost like it was medicine, but to like get me satiated to like the next meal of the day. And it got to the point where I was like doing it enough that people knew about it. And like, but then it, then I was like, Ugh, I think I'm done with this part of my life. I don't really want to do it anymore. But then people come up to you and they go, where's the peanut butter, man? Like they have, <laughs> it becomes something that they lean on when, when, when they don't have anything to talk about. It becomes like the weather and you're like, I don't want to talk about peanut butter. I'm done with it. I'm a failure. Yeah. I'm a loser. I'm, I'm a big person. fat piece of shit. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. 
I will say I love peanut butter. I'm a big love fan it. of the Trader Joe's creamy salted peanut butter. I never thought I'm like, oh, peanut butter. You're in your 20s. You're like, oh, God, like I'll have Nutella. Right. You get to your 30s and you're like peanut butter. I mean, oh, my God, luscious. Everyone this weekend have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, have one and yourself. you you will like feel it will feel like a warm hug. I had one recently. I don't remember where it was, but I was like, "What am I doing? What, what where have where have you been?" It was like an old friend. It was like oh. an old an old blanket that kept me comfy cozy. I couldn't believe it. The feeling of security of nostalgia, items. security, yeah, totally. So, that's a that's a that's that's a homework assignment for everyone at home. Oh, so, yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> so, every Tuesday is Lady Journey Lady Journey podcast uh, with Katie Hannigan and Sarah Tolomash. Her special it is out right now. It is called Feeling of Emptiness. It is on YouTube, youtubecom Forever at Katie Hannigan Forever. I'm giving a lot of plugs. We're in plugs City. We're gonna get right to the show. Very excited about the show. Um, you guys, are you ready, Katie, to answer some emails? I'm so ready. I'm ready. Let's, I let's have get my, these emails. My giant mug of Earl Grey to get Love me going. You're, we are all on a lady journey now. Let's go. I, I, I will say there is a theme here that I'm gonna lean on you for because there's okay. there's a lot of female emails that are coming in. Females. A lot of females writing in, and I like their. They seem like unrelatable issues to me, mm-hmm. but I think they're relatable, but not to me. Like, I don't have, I don't know. I, I think there's a theme. We can go over it as we're going okay. through the podcast. But before we get started, uh, we are sponsored people. Oh, we're sponsored by BetterHelp. What a, what a great sponsor. Life is made up of a series of choices, whether they be large or small. It takes trust and confidence to choose your path. BetterHelp's online therapy helps you stay connected to what you want out of life so you can make the best decisions. To get matched with a therapist, just fill out their online questionnaire. Therapy is totally online, so you can meet wherever and whenever it's convenient for you. I got to say, I love what BetterHelp's doing because convenience is really the name of the game here. Yeah. It is a marketplace of therapy that is just waiting for you. It's a great toe into the water if you've never done therapy before. If you're trying to get back into it, you're looking for that kind of safe way to like wade into the waters. I'm going to use the water metaphor a lot here because it does feel, you know, therapy. Sometimes you go, where do I even start? Well, BetterHelp is a great place to start. Get excited about the future. Talking with a licensed therapist can give you clarity about the past and hope for what's to come. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10% off your first month. That's real money, people. 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. So we're here with Katie Hannigan. Let's get to the uh, emails. You ready? I'm so ready. We love it. We love it. We love it. How to support my best friend's bad, good decision making. Ooh, juicy. <clears throat> juicy. Dear Jared, feather, feather, feather. Longtime listener, first time emailer. Let's jump in. My best friend has made a lot of drastic life changes in a very short time, and I need your help deciding how supportive or concerned I should be. For background, my best friend, let's call her Ashley, has been dating this guy for four years. They recently signed a lease. And we're planning to move in together last weekend. 
prior to signing the lease, my friend had made plans to go on a cycling trip in Santa Barbara with a few girlfriends from college. When she got back from the trip, she told me that she had called her boyfriend on the day she got home, notifying him that she planned to break their lease before they even moved in. At first, I thought she'd realized Mm -hmm. it wasn't a good fit. I know you've talked a lot on the show about nerves of moving in with someone. But it turns out what really happened is that she met a random guy on the trip, now is in a full exclusive relationship with him. She's met his family. They've traveled together again, etc. We live in New York City, and already she is talking about moving to St. Paul, Minnesota, where he lives to be closer to him. I'm happy to see she's... I'm happy she seems happy. And she really does seem happy. But it is a lot all at once. As a friend, I want to encourage her, but at the same time, I'm worried. I, how do I express my worry for her abrupt change of circumstance and life plan without seeming like an unsupportive friend? Or am I even wrong to be worried? I appreciate any help you can provide. Sincerely, I can't afford consistent airfare to Minneapolis. Well, it is a hub city if you're a Delta person, so they, they're a little bit cheaper going that way. What do you think, Katie Hannigan? This is a, this no. is a very complex issue. And I guess before you get into it, because I, I guess the unrelatable part to me is like this this feeling of like, I guess male friendships, good and bad, mm-hmm. this is good and bad, is like, mm-hmm. I don't feel this responsibility that this person seems to feel in right. a female friendship. Right. And I, I, I do think it goes both ways. Life is gravity. There's good and there's bad to everything. To me, I'm like, oh, thank God I don't have this. You know, but I, yes. do you understand where yeah. they're coming from? I, I do. I do. And I don't. I mean, let me say, first of all, when I, I, I was okay with everything until I heard St. Paul, Minnesota. And that's when, it, you know, it <laughs> right. starts to get into emergency territory. Yeah, the winter's there. I mean, you got to oh. buy different, different oh coats. Oh, my God. People are Horrific. wearing shorts in December there. It's a, it's a cold. It's a cold place. And the people are cold. Right. And they Very don't cold. Mind. Well, the people are cold. That's the biggest problem is like this person that you met randomly on a bike trip. You're going to Minnesota. You're not going to friendly, you know, Phoenix where everyone's moved from somewhere else Santa or like Fe, some New Mexico. Right, I'd be fine with it. I'd say right. go, go. I'll see what the spa. Right, the you're Adobe spa. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a town, Minnesota. You know, top line, Minnesota moving there. It's a lot of like who's new in town. You know, it's very yeah. Stay away. I'm here with my high school friends and we haven't left each other in eons, you know? I performed there. I performed at Acme Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. It was nine degrees and <laughs> people were wearing flip-flops. And I said, This is I don't right. want any part of this town. I right. I'm happy to know. visit, don't want to live here. I had friends yeah. that moved there for an uh for a couple of years and I went and visited and the Minnesota nice thing is a thing. It, it feels like you've traveled into a Nordic country where they have a list of who lives there. And then if you're not on that list, <laughs> yeah. you're some sort of weirdo intruder almost. Yeah. Yeah. But can I tell you what this reminds me of? This reminds sure. me of like when you go sh- wedding dress shopping with a girlfriend, mm. there's, a, there's a thing where you feel because you want to be a good friend, you need to give your honest opinion about every dress, you know? Right. So sometimes your girlfriend comes out, she's got a dress on. You're like, oh my God, I don't, I hate it. I need to tell her what I think because I don't want her going out there with looking like a tablecloth, you know? And um, however, you actually are only there in the capacity for support. You're not there actually as a critical figure. You're only there to support. So like when a friend gets in a relationship, unless there is, you need to do some type of intervention because they're on drugs or right. there's abuse going on, in which case, like, absolutely step in. 
But if a friend is just like making a left turn in their life and and just kind of like reinventing themselves, like there's, I, I don't think that you need to say anything. I don't think you need to do anything. I think you just support because that's what a friend really does. Right. And I guess like, I guess, and when, I guess from my experience in relationship with women, sometimes you do something and it's like, there is a little bit of, why did uh, what did I do to make this person do this thing? Like it, mm-hmm. it does. It, mm-hmm. There's a little bit of like you make their issue your personal thing, and there's some judgment on that. You know, yes. it's like I think for this person, I agree with you totally. Like if someone came out with their wedding dress, and they were like, "What do you think?" I think your first move would be like, "How do you feel?" You know, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not hate it. You know, because yeah. uh, because. They're Cause never going to forget for 12 the hate. Hours. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're in the salon for 12 hours. We've picked nothing. Right. Everyone's crying. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I don't think this person, and again, you bring up great points as far as abusive, all these things. We don't know what, you know, let's take away the serious things that we know exist in the world. But I'm saying for this, where she's like, comes to you and says, Hey, I broke off the lease. Um, and I'm moving to St. Paul uh, because this guy's the guy that I've been looking for my whole life. And that might be true. But I would also say to them, are you feeling OK? You know, did, did, yes. did you know, I think yes. there's like a I think you're to get into the details isn't really that important. Like, is everything cool before we get yes. on to like how excited I am that you're excited? Is everything cool? Everything cool? 100%. Like, you know, what happened? Can you give me the story of what happened with, you know, Brad and the lease? Can you give me the story of how you met this guy? Tell me. I have more questions. I think questions that are like, I, I'm listening. I'm ready to be jumping, you know, for joy for you that, you, you know, because all these decisions are hard. But I don't think like when she says something in her email that's very important to me, she says, um, I want to encourage her. I think you stay away from like encouragement as much as you go yes. to like, you, you're not looking to push her into, yeah, get to Minneapolis, girly. Come on. Right. You're going to love the cold. Right. It's more like, I'm here, but like, what's going on? Like, talk to me. Like, yes. are, are, yeah. you know, like, I, I think there's more questions than pushing. I, I totally agree. Just, and you can be supportive with questions. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to go into like, yes, queen. You know, that's you can be supportive in other ways of like, you know, just asking, feeling around, you know, like I had a girlfriend who she was dating a guy that we thought it would. Oh, my God, he's got a belly button ring. Mm. Like, are are you okay? (laughs) Is everything okay? Like, why does he have a belly button ring? He's in his 40s Mm. and it's still in there. And to me, (laughs) that's a huge red flag. Right. Um, But, you know, it's like you give it some time. You let's see. It turns out he he's a great guy and right if you cut somebody off by the belly button ring you know you judge them and then you miss out on something special (laughs) right you're looking to be there for your friend generally not specifically you know like i i think like you're like i'm here i'm cool but like let me start at okay you're dating someone with a belly button ring um let's go over your mental state right now you know you went on a trip you come back are you feeling okay? Like, is this, do you know this is ridiculous? Like, that's the other thing. Like, does she know how quick this all came together? Like, does she, or is she getting combative? Like, combative, I would go, okay, like, I'm here for you, but I'm not going to, like, argue your life. It's your life. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I want you to be happy, but, like, I'm not going to, like, you know, ruin, you know, my day. 
yeah. to convince yeah. you to be happy my way. Support from a place of non-judgment. You know, like, oh, mm. I noticed. I noticed that Trevor has a belly button ring. When right. did he get that? <laughs> right. Recently? Or has he had it for years? Because those are different. There's a there's jewels in it with his initials. How did that come to? <laughs> yeah, where did he get play? that? Cancun. Right. right. Oh, I love Cancun. I love the boardwalk. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Katie Hannigan at Katie Hannigan Forever. The podcast, Lady Journey Podcast, a special feeling of emptiness. It's on YouTube right now. You can watch it literally tonight, which is such a cool, awesome thing. J Train Podcast. Do I need to unfriend my husband? on my fitness pal <laughs> okay i love it i can't wait for this jared and guests i've used the app my fitness pal on and off over a decade i grew up with an almond mom who took me to weight watchers when i was 14 and i'm all too familiar with points and, uh, and calorie counting over the years i've learned that this app is only effective if you're honest <laughs> Oh, the calorie I, counting app don't is only. We know. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> the, I, I, they should have a function in the app where it's just two eyes like side eyeing you. <laughs> you, know, yeah. just, you had really? one chicken nugget. <laughs> right. One chicken nugget at McDonald's. Do they come in <laughs> orders of one? Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Sometimes Did it's you... hard. It's hard to count noodles. Right. Sh- noodles. Share the names of the people you shared your six piece McNugget with. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> So um, I, I have learned that this app is only effective if you're honest and log everything you eat in a day. I have come a long way in entering every single thing I've eaten, even if it means if I overeat some days. This has given me a sense of freedom and has become my special private quote-unquote thing that is just for me to see and no one else. Your food diary is automatically set to private, but you can choose to share your diary with certain friends. Recently, my husband decided he wanted to start tracking his calories on the My Fitness Pal app to help him lose weight. For context, I am 33-year-old female. My husband is also 33, and we have been married for five months. We both work from home and eat almost all meals together. So he thought it would be a great idea to have me share my food diary with him so he is able to copy and paste the same meal to his food diary. I see where this is going. Yeah. As a result of mm-hmm. this, I have found myself tracking less and less because truthfully, I don't want him to know I'm eating M&Ms in bed while he's laying on the couch watching TV. I do not think he would say anything negative, nor has he ever. But I simply don't like sharing this because it's my quote unquote thing. On the other hand, I can see how it is helpful for him, but I now find myself annoyed when he makes comments like, I have 900 calories left when it's, not, when it's only noon. By no means am I trying to gatekeep calorie counting. I just don't want to have to talk about it all the time. I thought about telling him that it bothers me, but it sounds like an absolutely ridiculous conversation when I play it out in my head. Do I let this go or do I need to unfriend my husband on my fitness pal? Sincerely. M&M's in bed. What do you think, Katie Hedigan? Uh, you know, if this was me, I, I, I think it's important to keep some stuff private in a relationship. You know, right. it's like we don't need to be like farting in front of each other every night. Mm. Sometimes it's OK to get up and go to the other room and let a couple farts out. And then, right. you know, you say, don't go in there. There's it's scary. Right. <laughs> and, and you don't he doesn't need to know if it was me the room I would, is haunted with farts yeah, yeah, yeah stay out yeah, yeah, yeah what's that smell something bad <laughs> happened but i um i would unshare i i actually i use healthy that's the app i use so i track more by points my fitness pal is a little too tricky for me but okay. um i don't i don't want to share that with anybody because we all have days where it's like Maybe you're on your period or something. You want to eat like 17 dates. It's like that shouldn't right. be anybody's business but yours. 
And especially if he's commenting about it, like I would just say unshare because that's going to stop. He's commenting, thinking like I'm talking about a shared interest. Meanwhile, it's right. triggering you and your issues that you have. I mean, we all have food issues. And right. it's like, <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. I'm laughing at the idea of 17 dates being your like unhealthy day. Like my mine 17 slices of pizza. But I mean, we are all allowed 17 dates. I'd be like, wow, I'm really doing it. I'm I'm a healthy fucking horse. Well, it's a you lot know. of points. It's that's like all of your points in a day. Oof. I will tell you. But Nothing I'm a, I'm a is, date queen. I love dates. I I order them online. I get the big fresh box from California. Oh, all those date good. queens. Follow Katie Hannigan <laughs> for all the date stuff you want. I I. I um listen first of all there's nothing more defeating than a calorie app track or a calorie tracker because yeah. you yeah. go like you'll go oh I'll have one bagel and they're like well there goes your day you know like yeah. but listen yeah. it keeps you on here's the thing let me start with validating this emailer yeah you it, it is not ridiculous at all that this bothers you this, this is bothersome and yeah. I, I know it's their husband sickness and health all that bullshit no you they're kind of and listen i know your husband i'm sure you love and all this stuff and but what they're doing is annoying they saw that you're a professional in it they're kind of using you to lead them along yeah you're eating all your meals together right you've put the work into learning it coming to terms with it they're kind of a vacationer at your home yeah and you don't know how long they're going to keep with it he's also you know using you to like get used to it like oh we do the meals together i'm gonna oh just it'll be easier they're like copying your homework a little bit yeah i'd say do something uh, go there one thing about healthy eating and healthy lifestyle in general like i'm in a relationship where we both love healthy lifestyle but i don't think it has to stop at like one thing i think that there can be like a whole world of things for you to explore together as a couple like Hey, this week, why don't we try meal prepping? You right. you meal prep a couple days and I'll meal prep a couple days. Like, hey, this week, why don't we try like going for a walk around? You know, there's so many other things that you can get into together as a couple. And then just take the calorie tracker out of the equation. Well, still that, be on that journey together. That's the most annoying part to me. They saw something they were already doing and they were like, oh, I'll just like hop on their back. Yeah. And use them to like, you know, because you even said the this app isn't simple. It's you know, not, like, yeah. so they yeah. they're like they're going well we eat all our meals together okay and now they're going i'm at 900 it's like yeah you didn't go through the mental anguish it was to put in those numbers like putting in the number yeah. on your own not lie not lying like these are all things that he's not even doing if if, if i'm being honest like and i'm suspicious that he's not eating the same portions as she is and he's claiming that he has the same number of calories left and it's like well it, you have to. Right. You really have to be specific about the portions with that app. He's a liar and he's cheating on you. We're, uh, <laughs> Divorce him. Get Divorce out him. now. And he yeah. lives in Minneapolis. I know it. So, well, I would actually invite him in. I'd turn the lights down low. I would have him in, candle burning, and I'd say, hey, can you sit down? I have to talk to you about something. And then sit him down and go, I think we have to break up. And he'll be like, what? And then you go... <laughs> the the calorie app and now it'll be such yeah. an easier conversation because he'll be like oh i thought you were ending our marriage yeah oh it's just and then he'll go fine fuck it like it'll make it easier i think right that's a great way to go about it but i also just want to make sure this person knows like you're not wrong i totally understand this you're not wrong when, when they say they walk through the conversation i then they and they, they feel ridiculous i don't think it's a ridiculous conversation at all hey this is my way of dealing with food in the way that i have to deal with food 
Um, you and I talking about this every day on a daily basis is really becoming too much for me. Like I, I, I you know, deal. And listen, I understand this is someone who deals with food. You go, I don't want every conversation to be about where's the peanut butter, as I said in the beginning. Yeah. So it's like I want us to have our relationship outside of this. This is my way of dealing with something that's hard for me. And you've kind of co-opted it a little bit. And I just want to like get you out of here, do your own app, but we're not, I can't be attached to you on this anymore. Yeah. That's as simple as that. Go on your own journey, your own weight loss journey. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Summertime is the season to throw parties. And when you're throwing a party, you need an amazing bottle of wine. I love, I love the sponsor. It is Newish. They've done the podcast before, but I just think it's perfect for the audience. It's perfect for what we all like. It's called First Leaf, and they have you covered. Ooh. First Leaf is America's most personalized wine company. It takes the stress and worry out of picking the perfect bottle of wine. Getting started is easy. Take a quiz about your preferences, and their expert team will pick a selection of wines just for you. Your personalized collection will show up at your door in just a few days. Here's what I love about this. We all want to have... We all want like a wine adventure, but none of us have the confidence to be like, I know anything about wine. So what this is going to do, it's going to hold your hand through the wine choosing process. It's going to give you some that you're going to like. It's going to give you some that you're not going to like. And then you're going to go. And then the more you do it, the more you get, you kind of go towards this like sonar, boop, 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 of the wine that you get to talk about and feel is your own. And I love that. Give a bottle away as a quick gift for any occasion or pop one open at home to, to celebrate the easiest wine purchasing experience you've ever had. So it's personalized. It's made for you. The more you do it the better it gets for you to make sure you've got great wine when you want this summer you got to try first leaf just head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash jtrain that's tryfirstleaf.com slash jtrain to sign up and you'll get your first six hand curated bottles for just 44.95 wow people when else are you going to walk through the store with someone? They're going to give you a whole tutorial for $44.95 and walk out with six bottles. You're just not. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash JTrain. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash JTrain to get your first six bottles for under $8 a bottle. Tryfirstleaf.com slash JTrain. Here with Katie Hannigan at Katie Hannigan forever. Let's go to this one. Okay. Napa or bust? I love this question. Again, we're in this like friend conundrum, lady friend. You're here from the Lady Journey podcast. This is perfect, I think, for a connection to your podcast as well. Yes. Jared and hilarious guest, a very good longtime friend of mine, Megan, has a big birthday coming up and wants to do a fun gals trip to celebrate. So great. Oh. She's been percolating on it for a long time and has landed on a week-long vacation to California wine country in the fall. Fun. Week-long? That's a long time. I was going to say, like, a long weekend is the... That's when there could be fights. I'm concerned. Mm. If there's wine involved, you want to keep it to four days, Max. Right. I mean, I've been, you've been to Napa? Have you been to Sonoma? I've never been there. I, I want to go. I've been to Martha's Vineyard, though, which I loved... Right, totally. It's <laughs> yeah, the same, but same different. thing, different side <laughs> of the country. Yeah, about the same thing. I would say it's no more than a weekend trip. I don't think I, there's yeah. more to do because you're you're just there doing wine stuff. 
if you're there right. for seven days, like maybe you could do one day spa, but it's like, there's not, what else are you doing? At a maximum, a wine Napa Sonoma thing is spa, new uh, wine day, and then like chill day. And yes. the wine day has yeah. new age wine spot. It has the old one. It has the medium one. You do a three bear situation. It's You're hitting it's, on the no, driver. It's totally. Great. It's a, but there's not much more than that. I've been so okay. Some background. Megan is single, never married, no kids, very career focused. She's kept tabs on how much she has spent on whom and for what occasions since any oh. of us started getting married and having kids. Very interesting. Bridesmaid dresses, bachelorette parties, baby shower gifts, housewarming, etc. All tabulated in her head, if not in a Google Doc over the years. Oof. She's made it clear that she thinks that since she has spent all her money on friends, she now deserves repayment by way of us going on this trip for her birthday. I am a single working mom doing well, but my situation is different from the other women in the group. Apart from Megan and me, every other girl in the group is married and has a spouse partner who will help financially support this adventure or will provide childcare for their kids while they're away. I am super lucky and have local family who help out with babysitting, but a one-off evening is different from a week-long trip when it comes to taking care of kids taking care of a kid. I also work in an industry that's been affected by recent economic shifts and got a pay cut in the fall, which Megan knows. Mm. I'm still making decent money, but readjusting to a lower budget has been tough. I recently told Megan that I likely couldn't, that I likely couldn't go on her trip for all these reasons and was very upfront that I don't have the financial capability this year. I let her know that I would love to do a local birthday party dinner or some such celebration, or, or some such to celebrate with her. But between my son and my budget, I just can't swing a week in Napa. I don't think many people can swing a week in Napa, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's a long flight, especially if you're East Coast. It's like, first of all, you're going, you might as well be going to another country. That's how far it is. Right. Megan was visibly disappointed. But she seemed to take it okay, and I left it at that. A week or so later, I come to find out that she's been talking to some of the other girls about how she's never asked for anything from me. And I'm not even trying to go on her trip. She's been talking about it forever, and if I really were her friend, I could have made, been making an effort to save for it. Oy. My other wow. friends claim to be sympathetic to my situation, but also have basically said that they do feel like we owe her. Oy, I am not the type of person who has Ooh. kept tabs on any gifts I've given to anyone ever. I feel blindsided by the idea that the, of the that the worthiness of a friendship is based on literal spending. I'm also already having FOMO for missing out on what is sure to be an amazing trip uh, and don't need this drama on top of it. You're adding insult to injury, people. Do I owe it to my friend to make this work? Am I being awful for not accounting for all that Megan has given me and my son, who is also part of the money tally? Over the years, I owe you, but do I? I love the sign-off. What do you think? I think when you give a gift, it's not a gift unless there is no expectation of, right. of you know, you giving me the exact same amount. It's like tallying and saying, like, you owe me because I flew to your wedding. And that's just totally moot. I don't think that right. that should come into the argument. And unfortunately, I think that Megan's being... A little selfish here, you know, we all want to have a big thing for our 30th, our 40th birthday. And we, you know, if it, it's not ever going to be the way that you envision in your mind. So you have to kind of, I think, make allowances for your friends that, you know, this girl isn't able to go. What I do you think? I mean, I guess the a big part of this issue and 
something that she wrote in the email towards the end is that um, that the friends they all my other friends claim to be sympathetic to my situation, but also have basically said that they do feel like they owe her. Do the, is there this like feeling that the ones that get married owe the ones that are? I've I've said as a joke, but not really a joke. All tr- jokes are drenched in truth. But I was like, there's yes. no one that has a bigger birthday party than a single thirty year old woman. Like right. it's like there is this like we you know I, oh I've been getting you guys I've bought the dresses and this is also like kind of what female friendship seems to put each other through you know like right. you know the the, the groomsmen never show up 10 minutes before the wedding put on a tux call each other names and then go out there that's that's all you do uh, on a, on a wedding weekend when you see these bridesmaids on a wedding weekend yeah, they look like they've the crack of dawn doing the right. arrangements you know i think i think there's something tricky because female friendship has much fuzzier boundaries than male friendship you know mm. where it's like i was in your wedding you know we've all all of us girls have you know i think done this experience where it's like you spend thousands and thousands of dollars going for the bachelorette party, going for the bridal shower, flying to the wedding, then giving a gift on top of that. And, you know, you do not have to do that. You can only do what, you know, and so if you're making the choice to do that, you have to do it from a place of, okay, like I'm doing this because I want to, because I want to be there for my friend, not because I feel that it's an obligation. Like I was invited to a a bachelorette party i'm i'm like laughing thinking of this even it was like a vegas weekend and the email was like we know everyone's on a tight budget so we're gonna do our best to keep the weekend under three thousand <laughs> but everyone gets their own plane tickets so i was like won't be going we'll not yeah, be goodbye well it's it, so it, it, like it, it's it, it becomes it is interesting from my end because it's like you know those are the reasons some of these female friendships are so good You've mm-hmm. gone to war with each other. That's why they are so strong. We went to the $3,000 weekend even when we had 3200 in the bank. And I trusted that you'd be on my bachelorette party weekend. But I, I agree with you. When you give a gift with this tally in mind and then you yeah. let people know, it can go unsaid. Listen, it's okay to miss out on some events, but you also might miss out on the strengthening of the friendship. And sometimes that has a cost associated with time and money and all those things. Like... Listen, I have friends in my life that, you know, I'm sure I'd be closer with if I didn't do comedy and did, you know, certain other schedule to the day. Like, you give and you get. Like, this friend, you know, isn't really allowing for certain friendships to naturally get weaker and stronger. She's almost doing this. I think this person with the birthday party that's making it a week and making it so kind of like you know, so many barriers to entry. Like it's a week long, it's yes. in Napa, it's going to cost a lot of money, but I've done this for you. The fact She's- that it's a week, that for me, I'm just like, I'm over it. You know, like, if, right. and I understand where that girl is coming from because it's like, if you're saying, you know, you guys have all gotten married, I've made every attempt to be at your wedding. I, I'm, you know, I'm 40. I'm not going to have a wedding. So this is what I want for myself for the wedding. Like I would, I would be like, okay, I get it. You know, if you're not going to have a wedding, you're never going to get married. Like this is, this is your wedding. But even in that case, a week is still way too long. You don't go to a wedding for a week. You just don't. Even if that person, if someone came to me, it was like, I've spent all this money, not even the exact number, but if they were like, I've spent all this money on your shit. Now it's my turn. 
I would still Ugly. not like this person's no. attitude. I wouldn't feel good about it. No. I wouldn't feel like I'm in a real friendship with them. Like, you know, I, I listen, it's like when we go do shows and mm. we go to a town that maybe you have friends in the town. Like I'm going to Stanford. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of friends that live in the area. I said to them, I sent a text. Hey, I'm in Stanford these week, you know, this date. Would love to have you guys, wives, friends, whatever. I got your tickets if you want to come. But if you can't make it, no no offense That's, taken. And, yes. and, you know, yes. I'm letting them know. I know that some of them are going to – they're all going to say they want to go, whether they do or they don't. But I'm basically, like, getting in front of it of, like, I understand that you have kids and a life and I'll be okay. I didn't – you know, I didn't do comedy – in need of my friends to be there at every show. Like that's not, if if that's the case, then I failed at doing this thing. And I think this person isn't really seeing that like, hey, if your friends don't want to go on your trip with you, that means that the friendship might be different. It also might mean that their life is in the way and life has moved on and things are different now than they used to be. Like, I don't think this person writing in when they got married and had a kid, like I, I, I'm assuming they got married. They, they say they're a single mom. Okay. I, you know, I don't want to know. I, I guess my assumption might be, I don't mean, to, I, I, my assumption is that this person may have gotten married. May Let me, I'll live in my assumption, which might not be the case. And I understand that. But I would say this person got married, then had a kid. I don't think, you know, 10 years down the line, they wanted to not be there for their friend because they're now a single mother and right. getting a week off, you know, like right, right. you did things that, and I don't think when they came to their wedding, they're like, you might not want to be a part of the bridesmaid group because I might not be able to pay you back. That's not, right, uh, that right. wasn't the premise of their wedding. Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. You know, I, I'm going to a destination wedding this summer that's in Costa Rica mm. and like I'm officiating the wedding. It's very expensive. It's all been paid for. I mm-hmm. had something come up where I was like final call back and it, I would have had to miss the wedding. So I called my friends, like the first person I called, I'm like, don't panic, you know, Right. but this is a situation. She was like, we'll work it out. We'll work it right. out because like, she's not going to throw away the friendship over, you know, a huge work opportunity, which I ended up not getting. So I am going to Costa Rica, but you know, everything worked <laughs> Congratulations, out. Congratulations. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just, I, that made me appreciate her so much because I know that she didn't want to put me in an uncomfortable situation by having to choose like money That's for true... the rest of the year over being there for her as a friend. That's a true friend. And I think this person has lost vision of what friendship is when they say, yeah. One, it, it would be a totally different email. If it, I would have a totally different opinion if this woman wrote in and was like, so my friend wants to do a weekend trip. I don't got the time. I'm a single mother. Uh, she's been in all our marriages, all our weddings. I won't even talk to her about it. I'm just going to say I'm out. Like That's a different story. Yeah. It, there's got to be some negotiation with friendships. They have to understand that you have your own life, that life has moved on. If she had called and been like, hey, or sent an email, you're my 10 best friends. I really want to do like a big thing for my 30th, you know, without saying, you know, ahem, ahem, I was at your wedding. Ahem, ahem, I spent three grand to go do your shit. If she just said 30 years old, it's coming up in six months. Um, Here are the 10 places I'd like to go to. If you want to join, let me know. If you can't, and here's the weekend I'm doing it. If you can't make it, 
no offense taken. If you can, I'm ready to have a blast with you. That takes yeah. a person to go, some of these friends who come, I will appreciate them to the end of the earth. The ones yeah. that don't, I still think they're my friends, but our friendship might be changing because yeah. it, it might be, this might not be the first time they bail on my thing too. And that's something to be assessed later. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, like, the drama that is occurring months before the Napa week, it gives me concern oh, this- <laughs> that, like, the whole the week itself could be a shit. Once you get wine involved, I mean, day three, day four, when you have a day four wine hangover. How about day four? You're like, I'm a little hungover. I don't think I'm going to make it on the fun run for your birthday. And they're like, I came to your spin class the morning of your wedding 10 years ago. How could yeah. you? Like, exactly. when does this end? When does the yeah. tab get paid? At yes. what point? Is it mathematical? Is it feelings? That's where I would be like, what, do, do I live? Am I indent, an indentured servant to you? Because you were a yeah. bridesmaid at my wedding? When does this end? When do yeah. you get paid off? Yeah, when does like soul debt, you know? Right. Just, you own my life now. Right, you did made a deal with the mob to have someone, <laughs> you know, carry your veil. Get out of here. J Train Podcast oh at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Katie Hannigan at Katie Hannigan forever. Go follow. So funny. Instagram, the links are there. We'll have the link to Katie's special in the description of this episode. Should I grow some balls and ask him to hang out? Ooh. Jared and Guest. Love the pod. Feather, feather. Here's what I, where I need advice. A couple weeks ago, an acquaintance of mine slid into my DMs and asked me out. We are both creatives in New York, so we run into each other now and then, and we also have several mutual friends. I've always thought he was handsome and fun to be around, so I said yes. We went on the date and really enjoyed ourselves. At the end of the night, he came back to my place and started to hook up. All was going well. However, after some foreplay, he was having a little trouble getting it up. We went back to doing other stuff and then took a break to chill before trying again. No luck. Neither of us drank, so we were both sober, and he said he had kind of psyched himself out beforehand. He was clearly embarrassed. I told him it was no big deal, and I'm sure it happens to guys all the time, especially the first time you hook up with someone new. He said he was really attracted to me and thought we got along well, and I agreed and said we should try again, which he said was he was down for. It's been about two weeks. He's still replying to my Instagram stories, and we are chatting a little bit. We've gotten flirty, but he hasn't asked me out again. I've come from situations where I was the one initiating everything, so I'm trying not to chase people as much and feel more secure in how I relate to guys, even if it's less often. So ideally, I'd want him to initiate the next hookup. However, I know that given the situation, he's probably embarrassed as hell. He might think that I was sexually disappointed and doesn't want to put himself in that situation. So logically, I should ask. Uh, I sh- so logically, I should ask. Okay. But I'd like your take on it. If a man likes a woman, would he continue to initiate plans despite an embarrassing sexual performance? So therefore, he just got, uh, he's just not that into it and I should let it go? Or could his ego get in the way and therefore I should ask? Any insight would be great. Appreciate you and everything you do. Katie Hannigan, what do you think about this situation? You know, I think if you are in a space where you're trying not to be the first person to initiate it, and you're like making room in your life for somebody to approach you, then I wouldn't. Because, you know, you could initiate and say like, okay, like, let's hang out again. You don't know like what somebody's 
scenario is like with their, you know, if he's having a hard time getting up, maybe it was just that one time, or maybe that's something that he struggles with consistently. You know, Mm. you don't know what it is, but if he's not reaching out to you, then I would kind of just be like, you know what? There's a million fish in the sea. It's summertime. And if I had already made that, made that kind of commitment in my mind to be like, I'm not chasing, I'm not chasing. I'm going to see who comes to me. Then I would just be like, I'm going to stick with it. You know, it's interesting. I'll start with her like question of like, could his embarrassment of the not getting it up be the reason he's not making the plan? I don't think that's the case at all. I I think like considering you were both sober and from the sound of your email, it sounded like you had like this like really nice conversation about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. where he was like, listen, I set myself up. You were cool with it. You were like, I'm down to hang again. He says he's down. I don't think he's sitting there being like, but I can't go with this penis that doesn't work. You know, like, I don't think he's like, I think he's more knowing that a second hangout isn't by accident. And you have mutual friends. You work in a similar creative industry, as you said. I think he's weighing that. And I think right now, the responding to your Instagram stories and having a little bit of flirty text, there's no responsibility to that. It's just two people who are attracted to each other. And I think the second hangout, especially the, the fact that you two are sober. So there's like very difficult to have sober run-ins you know alcohol kind of greases the wheels on oh you're here right let's you know 2 a.m what's going on you know like (laughs) funny funny uh, to be here i i guess we're gonna hang out and like that kind of like makes everything a little easier and like and takes less because here's the thing about a not working penis trust makes a penis work so this person writing in is actually like the solution to his penis problem i think like and she even said it like the more, you know, the first time with someone is a little bit tough. And that I would say, like, of all the things, a penis is a little it does fret on a first on a first interaction. So yeah, it's a little it's like little it's like you're right. It's a, it's like your pet. You know, they meet the first time. Do I know this person? What's the deal? <laughs> then then you pet, the, you know, the dog and you're like, oh, OK, they're pretty cool. And now the dog is playing with them all the time. You know, I do yeah. think so. I think I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, hey, I'm here. The problem, I think, with just like move on from it is he's not going to he's not going away. He's still responding to Instagram. He's still having these flirty texts and I can understand where she's like is this gonna happen mm-hmm, or is this mm-hmm. not this is taking up time for me even when I'm being nice to someone because I'm just being nice to someone I can understand where her yeah. she can't just be a dick to him because again they share friends they share you know they like there's friends yeah I mean it, I, I will say though it does you're right it does seem like some t- sometimes guys when they're not looking for something serious they will kind of like orbit or like present themselves in a very casual way looking for like a hookup if it's available to them to happen in a way that's accidental so then they can be like oh well i wasn't looking for anything serious you know it's like maybe he does like you maybe he does want to have sex with you he wants to see you again but maybe he's not looking for a relationship and i think i always found that kind of to be shitty you know for guys to be ultimately they're not being honest about what their true intentions are right but it's hard i mean i guess in his defense the hardest thing to say to a woman is like i'd really like to hang out with you all day and be intimate and and be physical with you 
and also not marry you ever. Yeah. You know, like, yes. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know, true, that, true, that, true. So, yeah. so I, but I do agree with you. He's being cagey is, is, yeah. is where, yeah. and I think if I were her, so we can only take care of the emailer. We can't take care of her, take care of him. Yeah. I think if I were her, I would send him a text like, Hey, I'm having a great time being flirty with you. I had a great time with you the other night. I'm leaving the ball in your court. If you'd like to hang out, you know where I am. If not, I kind of have to pull away from the flirty stuff because I might get ahead of myself. You know, I, I think vulnerability will, will, will produce vulnerability or get him to go away. He has to know there's yeah. consequences. Right now, there's no consequence. Right now, it's, oh, we just Ooh, DM that's sometimes. That's great advice. That's great advice. Right? I wish I had had that when I was dating because I feel like this this happened to me many times and I would just kind of drop off. You know, I would just kind of be aloof because, you know, I'd be like, I see what's happening and, you know, I'm good. I, I see exactly what's happening. The problem is it's just going to take up a lot of her time and she's writing yeah. in here to like save her time. Yeah. If, and, and I would take it away from DMs. I would mute him from your story if if like, you know, that's a, like a way there's a it's like block him from your story or. If that feels too much, I think just sending them the text. Get away from Instagram DMs. I think, yeah. hey, like the next time he flirts with you over DM, I would go straight to text. Hey, wanted to get in touch with you here. It kind of feels like we're in this like no man's land that I don't really like. You have my number. If you want to make a plan, yeah. the ball is in your court. If not, that's okay too, but I need to like create some space here for me. And yeah. then you speak to me. Absolutely. Because then, you know, if he's not going to make the move, then you open yourself up to, you know, like I said, summer, summertime, like people are out there horny. You it's know? time. It's like you don't have Everyone's, time to waste. You don't have time right. to waste. Everyone's rubbing against trees, just getting off. Yeah, it's crazy oh, out my, there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting going. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Katie Hannigan at Katie Hannigan, forever go follow. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. The podcast, Lady Journey Podcast. The special, Feelings of Emptiness. It's also an album, so you can go listen to it. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, uh, what an awesome opportunity for people. Because sometimes, summertime, there's just less out there. There's less content. Yeah. Special is waiting for you to laugh. Sarcasm is dead. Let's do one more. You ready? Okay. It's called Sarcasm is Dead. Jared, love the show. I'll get right to it. I'm an extremely sarcastic person, and people who know me are well aware of this. <laughs> Recently, I was at my niece's bridal shower. The theme was, she's been scooped up. And the invitation and decorations were ice cream cones. However, the dessert served at this party was sugar cookies, shaped like ice cream cones and cupcakes. That's mm -hmm. strange to have a dessert shaped like another dessert. I find it bizarre. Bizarre. At one point, I went over to my niece, who was sitting at the bridal party table with one of her friends. I jokingly asked my niece where the ice cream was at this ice cream-themed <laughs> shindig. <laughs> and her friend gave me the sarcastic response of it being at the store. Oh, I like the friend. Yeah, it's at the store. Why don't you it's walk over the there and store. get it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We had a brief conversation after that, and nothing seemed wrong. Two days later, I get a text from her saying, thank you for coming to the shower and for the gifts. I am texting you to ask that you keep any rude comments to yourself in the future. I did not appreciate your comments towards my friends at the shower. My, I did not appreciate your comments towards me and my friends at the shower. I would expect you to keep your rude opinions and thoughts to yourself at the wedding. Should you have anything negative to say as disrespect will not be tolerated. Thank you. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. Disrespect will not be tolerated is an insane. That's the theme of the wedding. Oh my gosh. I mean, this is, I mean, this has been a lady journey theme podcast because there's, this is one of those, like, I, I get it. I would love hearing the story because it's so juicy and hilarious to me. Disrespect will not be tolerated is like a text that if I got it, like, I don't think I'd be able to reattach my jaw to it's to my, my head. I, you know, flabbergasting flabbergasting <laughs> to send that to a, a well-intentioned relative who is making a slight joke about the desserts at your bridal shower this is when i do feel like this one i was saying this a little bit earlier about the mm. friend who was saying like she's given everything for everybody's wedding you know it's like there is a type of female dynamic that is tolerated in a wedding scenario that's it, taken completely out of context it is ludicrous like a lot of times in a wedding scenario it's like the bride gets what she wants it's the bride's day it's that we have a queen amongst us you know mm. we are her maids and she is our queen and you know it's like that's what the show bridezilla is about and right. and you know we've i think we've all experienced this where we're like okay well she's flipping out but she's the bride and it's easier to kind of like given and just say like well you know i don't want to ruin her day but i think it's actually truly out of control it's like it's like you do you think madonna's normal because people are like power checking around her you know she's out of her (laughs) mind because everyone's like madonna that's a great idea you're a queen and uh, it happens in a microcosm scale during a wedding event when you text you're totally right when you text the words disrespect will not be tolerated and you think someone else should listen to you you've yeah. bought the hype you've bought the these are my maids this is my day i shall not be questioned i mean this emailer <laughs> writes now i did not actually speak to her friend i was speaking directly to my niece and one of her friends just happened to be sitting nearby my niece is almost 24 years old so she knows me well enough to know that i was only kidding with uh kidding about uh about it i have also known this friend of hers for years although we don't know uh, know each other well my niece decided that one of her new year's resolutions was to not let people be rude or disrespectful to her oh what a horrible new year's resolution that also goes with <laughs> the text I'll be rude first i i had a woman message me i just did a show in dc we did a live you up podcast and she messaged me give a shot i just got married two weeks ago give a shout out to me and my husband and I wanted to like and, uh, at the show, like mm-hmm. here's our names and then told me how to pronounce their names. Mm-hmm. I wanted to write back. The wedding's over. Yes. It's time. It, it, have a kid and disappear off the face of the earth. Like I, yeah. I don't need. We're done with shout outs. You had your moment. You don't need. I don't know. We're two weeks past the wedding. You want to show what? You're just another person at this point. You're not. Yes. We, congratulations. Sure. But like what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why you see, too. It's like we have all these things like the bridal shower, the bachelorette party, Mm. the wedding, the baby shower, the gender reveal, the baby's birth. You know, it's like because I I think I think it actually I'm I'm going a little deep here, but it's institutionalized misogyny where it's like Mm. because women we don't have like like I always say, like, I kind of don't care about getting married because I've had my album recording. I've had my Tonight Show taping. I've had all these amazing things where people came out for me and celebrated me and I was the center of attention. Mm. And I think for some women who maybe don't choose a career like this is their moment to be celebrated. And it's hard to let that go. I listen as comedians, just genderless, you know, comedians, 
it does feel a little ridiculous to be celebrated in any other context because we put so much out there and ask for so much in yeah. another way. Yeah. You know, like I, I do agree. I, I completely agree with you. It's like, and I do think people say, and again, this is payback. This is back to the friend. Mm-hmm. I've done this for you. It is my time, yeah. bitches. It's time to celebrate me. This person wrote, I personally do think that I was rude to make a joke about there not being ice cream at an ice cream party. No, no. you're not rude. It was no. a stupid joke. It was a I great th- joke. It was a right. great joke. And the person says it's at the store. That's a pretty good comeback. I think texting me two days later to tell me off in a polite way was rude. And I, was, I wasn't the only person questioning this food choice. I was just the one to say something to her about it. Every person I've talked to about this agrees that it was an odd choice given the theme of the party. I've thought about skipping the wedding entirely at this point, and I don't want to see or speak to her. However, that's not really an option as our side of the family consists of about 10 people and the rest of my family would throw a fit as if uh, if I said I wasn't going. Do you think that I was in the wrong for joking with a family member about this? Was I rude and just don't know it? What's your opinion on this? Signed, I'm the sassy aunt. What do you think? I don't, I think that sassy aunt, you are beautiful, stay the same. Mm. I, I actually would not even bring this up because I think it would spiral into more of a confrontation. Maybe in a few years, you know, like strike when the iron is cold. Maybe mm. in a... After the wedding, you know, you could say, you know, it really hurt me. I was just making a joke and I felt that you were not seeing me and you were kind of overreacting, actually. Right. I think you can bring it to our attention then, but I just wouldn't, I wouldn't um, even bring it up anytime before the wedding. I would go to the wedding, enjoy yourself, get drunk at the open bar, stay with, right. stay in a safe space with the people that are not going to judge your sense of humor. I'm with you. I do think she has to acknowledge that she wrote in her email. I'm an extremely sarcastic person and people who know me are well aware of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say to her, her reputation preceded her. She it didn't matter how light the joke was. She's the piece of shit who makes jokes. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So we know this. If you're a comedian and you walk in somewhere, someone goes, you know, you and you make any light humor. There's the biggest asshole in the world goes, oh, is that is that jokes you tell on stage? Like right, you can't right. even have you, we as comedians. So, there are some people where they take it as offensive that we even do what we do. Right. And right. take it as an, a personal attack. So if you make a joke at a wedding, you best not fucking miss. Mm-hmm. And so we revert back. We kind of close off. I don't get involved yeah. in the game. I'm yeah. not there to make fucking jokes because I don't want to fucking be that person. I don't want right. to be called out. I don't even want to try. If I'm going to like make an attempt, I'm going to fucking either kill it or not, or I'm not going right. to do it at all. Right. So I think for her, when she's like, she has to know this is your reputation. These, you tried to be yourself. This person is diseased. They are (laughs) clinically diseased by being a bride. Fine. You. (laughs) It is a medical condition. (laughs) She's out of her mind. She's out of her mind. She couldn't separate small dig from big dig from sarcastic dig maker. That's the problem because you're the dig maker. You make the digs. They were like, I will not have it. If fucking Evelyn walks in with her piece of shit, sarcastic shit, I'm coming after her. So that's the problem is they are not even seeing you in 
you know, in levels of your digs because maybe you have fucked up in the past, which I'm sure you have. If you're the sarcastic one, you have fucked up. They are in a no dig policy for this wedding. They can't handle having a wedding. They can't handle any feedback. They can't handle any form of like, oh, no ice cream at the ice cream party. They took it personally. They are diseased and you have to find your people that can handle this. You are now sequestered to talking behind their backs Like Katie said, have fun at the wedding. Find your people. Do not speak to these people. Go have fun. Be. I would even apologize. Sorry, I missed the tone of the room. The tone of the room sucks. The tone. The tone of the room sucks. That's okay. These people suck. You shall not play with them. When I hear someone doesn't want to be joked with, fine. I won't play with you at all. Yeah. I make jokes with people I like. I roast people I have fun with. I don't roast people who get too mad and don't see the difference between jokes. I give up. I fall out. Right. Right. I think she's got a time. Oh, peace be with you. I guess this ain't the, this ain't the place to play. Goodbye. Good luck with your boring fucking wedding. (laughs) Without disrespect. (laughs) Right. Whatsoever. There shall be no disrespect at my wedding. Okay. (laughs) There'll be no me having fun at your wedding. I'll be drinking in the corner, having my own fun. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Katie Hannigan, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Everyone go follow Katie at Katie Hannigan forever. Lady Journey Podcast. It's every Tuesday. The special, youtube.com slash Katie Hannigan forever. It's called Feeling of Emptiness. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending your emails. Enjoy your 4th of July. Stay safe. Back next week. Boom.